0: Welcome to Birdcast, the only podcast that is recorded inside a live Avery. And today, we have travelled to nearly the other side of the world to chat with a remarkable man and his parrots. This fella calls himself a Parrot Guardian, and he runs one of the most embattled bird rescue centres in the world. So... Welcome to Birdcash. And could you please go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Hello, uh, my name is Shadi Kashi. I am uh, originally Lebanese, then Lebanese-Canadian. I was always an animal lover. I always helped, you know, dogs, cats, birds, or any animal in need. As a kid, I was always, you know, looking for injured pets, injured animals to help. But I was, you know, never really into rescue uh, I was actually a workaholic. I was in the in the food business and I used to work a lot. But I always had my animals, but never, you know. And I, all my animals were rescued, but I was never myself into the rescue world until I moved back to Lebanon. Uh, don't ask why. I don't know. I just it just happened. Uh, I planned for it, of course, but I don't know what made me come back. But I strongly believe that everything happens for a reason. But uh, my work with rescue started when I had just moved back from Canada to to Lebanon. I was walking in the market and I see, I stumbled upon this African Grey that was very sick. They had her in the cardboard basically waiting for her to die. So I couldn't leave her behind so I, you know, I I brought the bird. That was more than 11 years now, it's going to be 12 years soon. So uh, I took her to the vet, nursed her back to health. Her name is Kaya, she's actually she's still with me till now. It was the start of you know, social media, so I started posting uh, pictures and videos about her and her progress. I established uh, the shelter here because I live in Beirut. So I started uh, almost 12 years now, I started at home. And then as the number of birds was increasing, the neighbours started complaining. Uh, This is why I had to rent uh, a a place, a shop, actually, to keep the birds in. And I made sure that uh, noise was not an issue, you know, where I rented.
0: Out of all the parrots that you have been involved with, which species is your favourite and why?
1: That's a tough one. Well, I love them all, but my favourite is... African grace. I I don't know why. Actually, my friends say that I am an African grey now. I can I can relate to those spurs. I can you know, I don't know. I've rescued so many. I just uh, they have a special place in my heart. I cannot explain more. But I love them all. I love all birds, all animals.
0: How many birds currently live at the rescue center? And what species are they?
1: I currently have 40 birds at the shelter. I have African greys. I have Indian ringnecks. I have plumhead parakeets. I have cockatiels. I have budgies. I have canaries. I have a bulbul. I have Quakers. I have cockatoos. What else? A macaw. By the way, I also have five rescued dogs, small ones, but uh, three seniors, and three of them are special
0: needs. Through your Facebook posts, your Parrot Rescue Lebanon page, I have seen photos of a toucan called Philippe. What can you tell us of Philippe's rescue story and his current life?
1: Yes, Philippe is a toucan. It's uh, he's a white-throated toucan. Uh, they come from South America. Okay. Uh, the story that I got: Philippe, among four other toucans, were smuggled into Lebanon illegally as babies. Uh, this is the story that I got. Okay. Uh, Philippe was actually sold to Iraq. And then uh, I was told that, you know, they broke his legs, then they fixed him, and then they didn't want him again, so they sent him back to Lebanon, and then he was sold again to Syria, to somebody in Syria. You know, like they're like a trophy thing, because they're very expensive and unique, and then he was again brought back to Lebanon and he was gifted with a wealthy lady that I know he was actually gifted to her as a status symbol you know like toucans are very expensive and not everybody would you know have one so uh, the lady got him as, as a gift actually And uh, but soon after she realizes how much how difficult they are to care for how light, loud they are uh, he was lucky that the last person that got him was responsible enough not to send him back to a pet shop everybody would you know would kill to have a toucan but their prices are very high Uh, they are very expensive they need huge cages more like aviaries also and uh, their food is very specific they need the specific toucan food that has Low iron or no iron, no vitamin C. You know, I get him, uh, I order special food for him, for toucans. Even the list of fresh foods he gets, there's a lot of uh, allowed fruits and vegetables. And there are some uh, not allowed ones. So his diet has to be specific. Oh, and toucans are very loud. Uh, They actually have some kind of a bark it's very loud if you live in an apartment your neighbors would complain for sure because he is loud and he screams it's my first and probably my last toucan you don't find them that much here i had to do a lot of research i had to learn a lot about them they have a a different uh, dietary system they they you know they need different foods than parrots so I had to learn a lot about him. It was it was an interesting journey and he was very aggressive and territorial at the beginning but uh, now he's okay. We're good friends but uh, toucans are very particular they cannot be with other birds in close proximity they can actually hunt and eat other birds including parrots so I'm building Philippe uh, I'm giving Philippe his own room with the new renovation that we had now with the new addition that we had to our shelter Philippe is going to have his own large room for himself large aviary let's say Can you hear the toucan? And he's in the other room.
0: From your Facebook photos, we could also see you have many Australian parents living at the rescue cell. What can you tell us about these birds?
1: Uh, actually, we have a lot of cockatiels and budgies. Uh, they are very far from their Australian cousins. They're all, you know, captive bred. They come from farms and breeders. Uh, they're fairly not expensive. They're common pets. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of you know a lot of people here need they, you know, the concept of owning a bird, most of them they want a bird that talks and sings, right? And uh, most, a lot, a lot of people would just keep them in small cages with uh, a seed diet. They never take them out, they never take proper care of them. But this is slowly changing. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of people change. I've, I've converted a lot of people into becoming, you know, good, decent parrot
0: guardians. Some listeners may not be aware of the current social and economical crises that has happened in Lebanon. Could you please to explain to us all of what is going on and happening, and what does this mean for your parents that you live with?
1: Well, the crisis that we're going through, I mean, uh, we have an inflation in prices and everything you know main foods are just almost inaccessible so uh, pet food pet accessories are the prices are just insane now so which, which is resulting in many people given up on their birds. Uh, A lot of dogs and cats are just being abandoned because, you know, once they get older, or, you know, once they're not puppies and kittens, you cannot sell them again. But a lot of people are just flipping their birds just to get some money because they cannot afford to feed them anymore. But, you know, they would not surrender them to to a rescue. Well, I'm the only rescue, parrot rescue here now. So people are just, you know, have been flipping birds, selling them in the markets, Very few responsible, you know, Uh, bird guardians are just deciding to surrender the birds to a shelter, uh, to our shelter, but a lot of others are just selling their birds, and the birds are being tossed from one home to another, from one pet shop to another, which is very sad. The crisis is getting worse and worse. There's no fuel, there's a fuel shortage, there's uh, medicine shortage, there's food supply shortages. People cannot get their monies from the banks. Uh, I'm not sure you follow the news, but it's, it's only getting worse. A lot of people are leaving the country. Whoever can leave uh, is leaving. The thing is, there's an embargo on, you know, traveling birds from Lebanon. We are now considered as a country that, you know, carry a lot of bird diseases. So you are not allowed to to travel any bird with you uh to most countries so even people that are even those who love their birds and are willing to take them with them uh, they can't nowadays. even those even you know people that are not leaving the country because they cannot afford to feed their pets there's a huge pet abandonment crisis right now it was always there but now it's even worse
0: so why do you stay in lebanon
1: what keeps me in Lebanon, mainly, it's the birds. Uh, I take care of my elderly mom, but I can always you know, bring her back with me to Canada. But with all the unrest and all the problems that we're having in the country, it's just going down. Uh, what really keeps me here is the shelter. Uh, there's currently an embargo on traveling birds, so we cannot take birds out of Lebanon because of lots of, you know, bird diseases, so... And I would never abandon my birds. So, uh, right now, this is this is what's keeping me in Lebanon. And uh, with, all honor, with all modesty, I'm also staying here because nobody else is helping parrots. So, uh, I wish one day this would become a group effort with lots of people involved in it.
0: When people surrender their parrots, to you what parrot difficulties have you been told about uh,
1: the reasons uh, for people to uh, you know surrender or sell or abandon their parrots is uh, not only toucans is uh, it can be screaming uh, the mess the feathers the biting uh, you know all these all these things they don't know some people get them and they don't know how how demanding and how you know the responsibility that comes with caring for a parrot so uh, this is why they end up being dumped how much does an african
0: grey parrot cost in lebanon
1: right now let's say an african grey a congo african grey uh, would sell between 6 or 700 to 1200 U.S. dollars, which is very expensive, you know, due to, uh, uh, compared that, you know, our currency is very, uh, is very low now. So, uh, and yes, you can find them in petrol. It's illegal to actually sell them, the wild-caught ones, but since the country is all chaos and, you know, The laws are not implemented everywhere, so some places they still sell them. Not many breeders, maybe two or three in the whole country, and they don't produce much, so... uh, Usually there's no bird market now closed down, so
0: usually pet shops are still selling them, and people who flip them. As anyone in animal rescue work will tell you, comprehensive animal care is expensive. So considering the economical situation that is in Lebanon, how do you manage to fund the Parrot Rescue?
1: Well, uh, within the shelter, but you know, separate from the birds, I have a small pet store that sells pet accessories, which helps, you know, pay the rent, uh, pay pay for some, you know, the bird food, vet care and everything, you know, it helps with the expenses, it's nothing major, but it's you know it's a way to sustain the shelter but we also rely a lot on donations because you know with the crisis now sales are being very you know sales are being very bad and you know there's not a lot of profit we can make so we can sustain the shelter so we also rely on donations and, and a big portion basically i'm doing whatever i can within my you
0: know my means i have read that a few of the parrots have regular parrot sponsors, as in, they pay regular amounts of money for their parrots upkeep each month. Is this a popular option?
1: I have actually maybe uh, eight birds sponsored but the rest are not.
0: As a person living outside of Lebanon, if I want to help keep the Parrot Rescue Centre up and running, what is the best way I can do to help?
1: The best way to contribute is is by donating because you know if if people want to ship me stuff, I would end up paying a lot of customers they would end up paying a lot a lot of fees to ship like let's say toys and food and stuff they would end up paying a lot of fees and I will end up paying a lot also and it doesn't it's not always guaranteed that I would you know get this stuff, so I get my stuff from uh, you know, from big dealers, let's say I order food from them and items from them and you know, they're people that know what they're doing and it's, it's, you know, it's their job. So the best way to contribute is to send donations and I'll, you know, these donations will be well spent on the birds, only on the
0: birds. For those wanting to donate funds to the rescue centre, there are three options to send money that will get to the Parrot Rescue Centre. The Western Union, PayPal or GoFundMe. All of the details for these options will be more in the show notes. What are you trying to achieve with the GoFundMe project?
1: The GoFundMe we set was only for 10,000 Canadian dollars, which is probably 6,000 or something US dollars. It's barely not even enough to build the sanctuary. We set up the GoFundMe to help, you know, with our crisis, keep on paying our rent, our bills, the food, vet care and all that. The the basic upkeep of the shelter. So it's it's not enough actually to build the sanctuary.
0: If a person living in Lebanon wants to help out the Parrot Rescue Centre, how can they contact you?
1: If somebody wants to, uh, to help out, they can just send me a message on, on the page, on the Parrot Rescue Lebanon. And then, you know, we can either exchange phone numbers or just uh, keep contact on Messenger.
0: Actually, who does help out at the Parrot Rescue Centre?
1: So far, nobody helps, to be honest. I hire somebody to help me with the, with the cleaning. Uh, I have somebody that comes three times a week to help me with the cleaning, but I deal with the birds, I clean their cages, I feed them, I medicate, I, I do all this. Uh, I have my nephew and a friend who help me in case I need to go away or in case I, I, you know, I got sick or something. So I have this as a backup, Backup, but this is for temporary uh Uh, situations. Long-term, honestly, I'm working on that and so far it's not, it's not happening. Uh, I'm actually, I would love uh, for somebody to be more involved with me in the shelter and hopefully one day take over, but this is not happening for now.
0: I know, as I have followed your story for some time now, that you have been rescuing birds for many years. What are the long-term plans for the Parrot Rescue Centre in the future?
1: But I'm actually working on registering as as a legal entity, as you know, a parrot sanctuary. Uh, the plan is for the sanctuary, for the rescue, to uh, to uh, you know, keep running, keep going long, even you know, long after I'm gone. So I'm already trying to set plans, trying to register with the government as a non-governmental or you know, as as a legal parrot sanctuary. Okay, this way, uh, because I know that I cannot be doing this forever. At some point, I'll have to stop and somebody has to take over. So I am setting the
0: foundation for that. If money was not a barrier, what would you like to see be achieved of the Parrot Rescue Center?
1: If money was not an issue I would like to build a huge sanctuary for the birds uh, by sanctuary I mean you know the birds would have indoor outdoor aviaries, lots of trees, lots of flight areas you know uh, the closest they can be to being being wild you know, because these are wild birds and they they should have stayed in the wild
0: thank you shadi. For spending time and chatting to the BirdCast. And sharing a very interesting story of you and your parrots. I understand how precious your time is when your services are in such high demand.
1: And again, thank you for your support. Thank you for what you're trying to do for us. It's much, much appreciated.
0: I hope you found today's episode interesting and inspiring. Despite all of the extreme challenges, this parrot-loving man has devoted his life to ensuring that these birds receive the care and lives that they deserve. If you wish to contribute to the Parrot Rescue Centre, all of the details will be left in the show notes below. The Rescue Centre also has a Facebook page. This is also in the show notes. Please go ahead and check it out. Shadi tries to post regularly, so people can see the birds in his care. Thank you for listening to BirdCast, and goodbye now.